Five years ago, Bob McCormick couldn't walk a short city block without having to sit down. The pain was so bad. But remarkably, after two hip replacements and knee surgery, he's able to walk 20 miles a day. And that unto itself would be an amazing story were it not for the fact of what he's doing now. In early August, Bob McCormick left to walk from Denver, Colorado to Washington, D.C., a distance of more than 1,600 miles. My co-producer Jamie and I set out from Denver in a car to find out why a 69-year-old man would decide to walk halfway across the country. We trace his steps, driving two hours and about 120 miles along Highway 36, not far from the Kansas-Colorado border, to catch up with him, a distance he covered in a week. Eventually, a figure becomes visible on the horizon through the ripples of heat rising up from the hot asphalt. A tall man in shorts with a wide-brimmed hat and a safety vest pushing a jogging stroller. Hey, Bob. It's Franny and Jamie. Hi. Hey, Franny and Jamie. We're going to pull up there and see if we can't find some shade. Yeah, we'll scout it out. Luckily, a few hundred feet down the road, there's one of the rare trees out here on the stark eastern plains. It gives Bob a chance to take a load off and for us to ask the burning question, why is he doing this? About 10 years ago, I read a book called The Handbook of Intergenerational Justice. It was a very academic book, but it kind of opened my mind to the concept. Can you define it? Um, it, it's putting future humans, taking our responsibility for future humans and putting it on the table. Intergenerational justice asks, what are our obligations to people in the future? It's something McCormick has thought long and hard about, writing books and articles about the topic, but he really didn't feel like he was reaching people. And around two weeks before he left on his journey, he was going to give a lecture on it. I was going to talk in Denver, and then middle of the night, I'm not going to talk. I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk to D.C. There wasn't any heavier than that. It was just, all right, I can do this. I can walk to D.C. And walking to D.C. to promote intergenerational justice is, I've already found it to be a lot more effective than if I had spoken. And given the conversations he's had only a few weeks into his odyssey, it seems to be the case. People stop to bring him food and water. When he does stay at a motel, complete strangers pay his tab. People have asked if they could pray for him. What he treasures most, though, are the long talks where he gets to not only explain intergenerational justice, but also to learn about other people's lives and their challenges, a privilege he says he would have never had had he not made this journey. Can you describe your rig? My rig? Yeah. It's actually my daughter's um, double wide. For she's got two my two grandchildren. Um, we took out all of the seat belts and the seating for the kids, and it's um, it's worked out really well. Twenty inch wheels on the back, five inch, six inch wheels on the front. And so you you keep your cell phone charged up with your solar charger. Yeah, the solar charger. I mean, there's technology for you that makes this a whole lot different. I have. A, I keep that thing in the sun. I have a battery that goes with it. I can charge my phone. I can charge, I have a computer, laptop. Everything that I need is there except a shower and cold, anything cold. <laughs> he mostly camps at night, saying any flat spot will do. 
This isn't an interstate, so it's not like there are many motels along the way or even grocery stores. He eats a lot of freeze-dried food and has a modest amount of clothing. I've got two of everything, two, two socks, two shirts, two pairs of shorts. And, I, and anywhere I can, I'll, I'll wash them. And if there's a stream, I'd, I'll rinse them out and let them dry. What's the biggest thing that's occurred on your walk that you didn't anticipate? Um, mosquitoes and black flies. <laughs> There's a lot of them out here. I don't know whether they're everywhere. Maybe they're just following me, but I think they're everywhere. Intergenerational justice is not some fringe idea. It's actually a subject of debate and study at numerous universities and think tanks. For example, how much debt is okay to leave to the next generation? And is it moral to burn fossil fuels when we know it's changing the climate? By solving present-day inequalities and injustices, future humans might not have to inherit our problems. We were all future humans at one point. We're, we may be the very first of all human generations to be totally aware of the damage. We're totally aware of the positive, too, that we're, you know, it's not all negative. We're eyewitnesses. We see it. So I think that we're, it's taking its toll on us, too, current humans, that we see it but we don't know how to fix it. So does McCormick have any solutions? He says he doesn't, but his hope is that current humans can start viewing themselves as one global family rather than separate nations or groups who only look out for their own self-interest. When do you expect to make D.C.? Um, somewhere between three and four months. So what are you going to do when you get there? i got a bunch of friends, and they're going to walk with me the last part of it. It's a fantasy, but if... Intergenerational justice, the exposure to people, bites them like it did me, you know. I think it would be great if a whole lot of people showed up and we walked into D.C. for intergenerational justice and just stood in front of the Capitol. Don't even have to talk. I don't have to have a riot or anything. Just we're here because we think future humans matter, too. That would be something. If you'd like to read Bob's journal and follow his journey, go to his website at awalkforchange.org. There you can find a GPS tracker so you can see exactly where he is. For H2O Radio, just shy of the Colorado-Kansas border, I'm Franny Halperin.